Yep, 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 yep. Hello and welcome to another episode of Finnish Football Shorts with me, Keke Mulari. In this series, Behind the Quarantine, we'll be taking a look at what all the people across Finnish football are doing to keep themselves busy while the world is on lockdown due to the coronavirus. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest, Hukiat, the defensive midfielder and AF Esberg captain, Markus Halsti. It's my very great pleasure to introduce the um, Finnish national team player and AF Esberg captain, I believe, Markus Halsti. So, hello, Markus. Hi, Keith, and hi, everybody. It's um, very kind of you to speak to us today, Markus. So, thanks for that, first of all. No worries. It's not like I'm too busy at the moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All of us football people are um, are kind of have some spare time at the minute. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess everybody everybody in the in the whole world now has has a bit more time to be with the family and uh, yeah, maybe maybe even too much. Yes, that's it. Um, I myself have got uh, children at home, so we're doing homeschooling. So that's kind of challenging, but we're uh, making making the best of the situation. Lucky you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thanks. So um yeah, so everybody knows that this um this crazy situation we're in, we have to start somewhere and it's it's due to this world global problem of the coronavirus outbreak and um everybody's in the same in the same situation. The uh football across most of the world, I think nearly almost all of the world, has um has been suspended. So I just wanted to ask you, um Due to the suspension of Danish Superliga, what um what are you doing personally to to make sure that you stay fit and and healthy? And um, is there any is there any fitness structure or strategy has been put in place from from your club Esberg? Well, many questions. So so of course, yeah, as you say, the situation is is what it is, and and still that we are with football players are pretty blessed in in, in many ways. But but as you say, we uh. We need to we need to keep the eye on that when we start and and I have no idea when Superliga is going to start but when it starts it's probably going to start like that they just call us and and just say yeah. it. okay guys now we have tomorrow training and maybe in a couple of days we actually have a game uh, so so that that's that's the end like that's the end goal that we always have in our mind and and of course it's not easy to have that in your mind. But still, not to be able to, for example, use any gym. We we can't use anything here in Denmark. We can't. We can actually even call to our coaches, uh, to the club, as as uh, Esbjerg and I think I think many other Superliga teams. We're part of this uh, agreement with the government, where where the government pays uh, some percentage of okay. our salary. Yes. To the to the uh, to the team, so that makes us that we are on holiday. It mm-hmm. means that we're on holiday, and that means. That as we're on holiday, we can't have any contact with the team. Yep. So as you question for some kind of uh, structure that we have get like some kind of fitness program, no, we got it. <laughs> we got a program on the same day as uh, that about a month ago. We got a program for one week. Okay. Because then, of course, the situation nobody knew. They were just like, okay, we'll see. Maybe it's one week and we're back. Yep. So basically, what we be doing is that one program. <laughs> I've been doing with with Yoni and some other guys. We've been just doing the one same program over and over <laughs> for weeks. Yeah, so I, I have to say that it's a uh, it could be worse, but uh, it, it, it's it's uh, getting a bit annoying, especially 
because most of those stuff that we have there includes the gym okay. that we should use the gym and we can use as i say everything is closed here in denmark so mm-hmm. basically we just we just go to the park me and joni kauko yep who, who probably most of you guys know of course so yep. me and joni we've been doing a lot of training together in the basically wherever we just can go it's on the beach it's on the park it's yeah i mean we just you know you just go out and you see okay just run there hmm, there's, there's a hill why don't yeah. we do some runs on the hill <laughs> okay it's, and then next day we maybe do the same on some other stuff yeah i've seen um i've seen some of your your videos in instagram with with you training with your nikalka and it looks looks like you guys are um i'm managing to have some fun with it there's um i guess it's kind of competitive with Yonni as well it's um looks like you've been running some stairs and uh yeah running some hills and stuff so i'm sure you guys are managing to stay fit yeah yeah that's that's uh i'm not going to say that we are as fit as we would be if we would train normally normally with with the team of course yeah. but at least we're trying to be the level that we can sure we can be as as i say they they actually send us the, a memo that in it can honestly be and this is from the from the sport director also he sent me a sms that it can be that they just send us a message that hey guys tomorrow is a training and a day after tomorrow you have a game okay so and my- i mean i mean a superliga game not like a training yeah. game but it might be that we just go from zero to yeah 100 yeah so maybe the the match fitness is not quite so sharp but at least you will you will have some uh, you've had some air in your lungs so you can get going from somewhere but i guess all the teams are in the same situation so it's like a a clean starting point everybody's everybody's there so i guess um there's some some something to be said for that yeah yeah it is exactly what you say everybody is on the same so we we can't really you can complain you just we just do our job and yeah. you know the days go by and then we just have to hope that this this whole situation will of course uh, turn better and in actually in Denmark it, it looks a bit better now but I mean I'm not <laughs> I can't say anything about the virus but at least looking at the press conferences mm-hmm. they, they say that it, it's it's uh, looking better now here yeah I, I read myself just today that maybe some of the lockdown restrictions that um that are in place in Denmark maybe relaxed a little bit and I I think that's because one of Denmark was one of the first countries to actually put those restrictions in place. So maybe they um, they did the right thing, and now they are able to relax that a little bit. But um, yeah, we hope we hope for that because, of course, for me and for Joni and, and rest of the the players, I can only talk about the players. Of course, the, the best thing is to play football, and, and yeah. uh, it would be nice also to play football and give something for the fans i mean they can't come to the stadium we're gonna we're gonna if we're gonna continue the league as as everywhere probably we're gonna play for the next months at least without the audience but at least they can they can watch us on the tv so Mm -hmm. that that's something so that that brings me on to my next question marcus um you know you said you're not quite sure but maybe superliga will will continue maybe you are able to complete the rest of the games behind closed doors in a in a closed stadium but you know the various football leagues across europe and in the wider world are are starting to have discussions if if the 2019 2020 season will actually be completed um you know in in i'm based here in england and there's lots of talk that liverpool should be crowned champions because they had such a great season so far and with this amazing points tally that they've they've gained and 
it looks like nobody would ever catch them. So, so that's that's uh, what people are talking about. What do you think that the seasons across Europe will be completed, or do you hope that they are? Yeah, of course. I I mean, I hope without taking any any risk with the medical side. But mm. if we just talk about the football side now, uh, side of course, I hope that as as probably everybody hopes that it will be decided on the pitch, not on the not on the uh, on the boards. Sure. Even that it's it's, uh, it's it's for example in England, it looks pretty pretty solid for Liverpool mm. that they're going to win it. But but uh, no, of course, I would hope that here in Denmark. Uh, if you just if you just take actually our situation in Esbjerg, we are second last at the league. Yeah. Uh, which there's different uh, possibilities that I haven't heard, but one of the possibilities would just be that okay, you just you just do it that the two last teams they just go down and uh, that's it. Okay. Uh, okay. The one also is that maybe they just do it like that. The whole season is basically you just you just pick up the winner. Yep. And then nobody goes down. Okay. But I, I would say that, of course, everybody would hope that we can, we can solve it in the field. Yes. To play against each other. We still have, actually in Denmark, we still have uh, over 10 games left. So, so it's, it's, it's quite a lot of games left. So, uh, there's, uh, there's definitely, uh, a big hope in, in Denmark, at least now what I'll be reading that, that we can, we can play, somehow we can play the season finished on on the pitch yeah that's that's a big big uh possibility now that's that's good and obviously that's that's the best way we we want to see the the seasons are finished in the football pitch like you say and and not decided for some some votes or in in some boardroom somewhere i mean um even you know you said yourself that esberg are, are sitting in second last and last season you had such a, a fantastic season i think you came in third place and and made some European qualification, was it? But um, this season hasn't really gone to plan. So I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking maybe it would be nice, not nice, but you know, if you could just say, okay, we're just going to scrap this season. But but it's you know, if t- you have ten games left, you guys have the chance to turn turn it around, and maybe this little rest has um, has done you some good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't, I don't even want to go to that. <laughs> I have so many questions. You can think about how many questions I have had as yeah. a captain. That what, what happened? Like last year, this, and now you're here. Yeah, okay. We haven't had that good season. I can, I can uh, admit it, and mm-hmm. everybody can see it. But uh, joke aside, so of course this this break, it's it's like a new start. Yeah. So it's it's new start for everybody. And and when you see how when you just see how we played before the before we actually cancelled, we we weren't playing good. So yeah, if if I should find something positive here in this whole yeah. corona crisis, is is of course that maybe we get like a clean slate. Maybe we can just start it. Uh, not meaning that we would end the season. No, I'm just meaning that when we yeah. when go we back fresh, start go to, yeah, exactly, and then uh, have have the last ten or whatever the games we left go to do everything, and and hopefully we will stay in the league. Yeah, I hope uh, so too. Uh, so. Um, Away from Esberg, you've um, you've travelled a little bit across Scandinavia. You've played for a few clubs in in Scandinavia and um, Sweden, Finland, and now Denmark. A couple of clubs there, and um, also everybody remembers that you had uh, a little time in North America in MLS. You um, you seem to, from your social media, you seem to have kept a good relationship with the clubs you have re- represented in the past, and um, particularly Malmo and Hoyikor. Do you um 
Do you feel some special affinity with the, these clubs and their fans, or is, do you have a, a good relationship with every club you've represented? Uh, yeah, when just just going back to the question about Malmo and, and HK, of course, those are the two special clubs for me. In, mm. in HK, I I I joined to HK when I was probably 12, 13 from Vuosaare uh, Vikingis from yep. uh, Eastern Finland, uh, Eastern Helsinki. And then from HJK I played until I was uh, what 23. So it's it's many years, and there, there basically I I I beginning I, I how would I say I grow as a football player a lot, sure. and I that was the first step. And the second step I took in Malmo, where I was uh, seven, what seven and a half, eight years. Mm-hmm. So those two clubs have uh, have a very special connection to me for me. At least, and I'm 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 glad to see also that the, the fans still remember me, yeah. even that uh, especially in HJK, I was a bit uh, the whole when I've been thinking about it a lot. Of course, it's when you get older, you know, you start to think about all the mistakes or whatever you have done in the past. And in HJK, the time was I uh, had so many injuries that uh, I had four what four years in a row I, I broken my uh, I had a Jones fracture, so I was away for like what like five months nah, mm-hmm. maybe not four years in a row but many many years I had a, I had a big big problems with injuries in HK and that now when seeing it of course that somehow reflects that for me the memories were good but they could have been better yeah. you know what I mean as in Malmo of course we, we basically then we achieved almost everything we can achieve in Scandinavia club yeah. without going through in a, in a Champions League group, group stage but but I had some amazing uh, games in Malmo especially and uh, yeah those two teams will always be special for me nice so if you if we talk about um, quickly MLS um, how was that experience and how are the, how are the fans there are are those American guys as fanatical as as the fans in Europe or is is it kind of different well I have to say I was I was Really, really positively uh, surprised about the fans. Uh, when you go to US, you know, of course, the first thing what you always hear. I also, I can, I can say, as so many, so many guys called me, my friends called me. Everybody was like, "What are you doing, man? Why you yeah. go to MLS? It's not even a league. <laughs> do they play football? Like, what you go to states? Yeah, ice hockey. What, man? Football? Why do you go there? I went there, and uh, I think the average in DC, where we had the old, we had a big, big stadium, fifty something thousand, but it was average only like eight. Only 18 okay. or something. And I say only 18, you understand that it's a bit of a sarcastic because, yeah, 18 is pretty, it's pretty much, you know. Mm. Uh, and the fans, they could make a lot of noise. We had actually a lot of, a lot of the fans, the two biggest fan bases, uh, now I don't remember, Bara something and uh, I remember the other one. They have a lot of uh, people from uh, South America. So okay. you can understand they, yeah. they love football. They like, they love football. It's really, a really, really big thing for them. So saying that, comparing that them to Europe, I, I can't say that they are less or that they are better or whatever. It's, it's, it's a good, the culture is, uh, it's not, of course, that the culture is not that, uh, like the teams are what, 20 years old or something. So the football culture is not that, that massive in mm. that way. But yeah, for sure, they're good fans that they can keep noise and uh, they, there's then, then there's the show part, you know, the show stuff that, for example, I always tell the story. I went to Portland. We went to Portland and I, I took our uh, corners. <laughs> yeah, so I took the corners of our team and suddenly there's a guy behind me and the team is uh, Portland Timbers. Yep. So there's a guy behind me and I'm not kidding. You can just go, everybody can go to YouTube and see this guy. So he's pretty famous. 
and suddenly somebody has uh, like a proper uh, mod, how do what do you say motor chain like yeah cutting, chainsaw uh, like proper, yeah chainsaw yeah <laughs> he's he's like putting <laughs> behind me <laughs> I'm just utterly it's like five meters from me and I'm just checking like is this seriously like I mean we are states I know everything is big here yeah. but this guy is seriously doing that I'm taking a corner. You know, I mean, okay. this is a game. It's not like a, so, so you have to understand that, uh, that's the show part of it. And that's yeah. the business, show business. And that's, of, that, that of course is American. That's, that's mm. in everywhere there. That's you, you go to see NBA, you go to see NFL, you go to see NHL. It, it's, it's there. That's just how they are. So when you understand it, for me, it was just after the first shock, <laughs> after the first seconds, I was like, okay, that's actually pretty cool, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so I was, I was and the league itself it's it's hard to everybody who play in MLS they get so many questions about it the European players okay what's the level mm. how do you compare the level and this it's so hard to compare because you have a mix of everything in MLS you have so many players really really good players from Europe maybe a little bit older ones then you have a really good player from South America then you have a players from the college which yep. are there because they have the budget they don't have They don't, it's not like Barcelona and Real in La Liga, mm. and then you have the lower teams. Every team have the same budget, except the designated players. So, so you have the differences inside the teams already are really big, and yeah. then there might be differences with everything in the in the league. But I I I, I saw it as as a chance, and I was happy that I, I took the step there. I was a bit unfortunate. I had a too big uh, knee. Uh, Uh, two times MCL. Okay. I broke my MCL two times. When I went there, I trained uh, one month. Just when I went there, after a month, boom. And oh. I was away three and a half months and came back. And then exactly the same in the next preseason. And when it happened, the team just say, listen, you know, this, this is what's going to happen now. We're going to have a new player in your in your place. Oh. And because of the budget, you know, th th this is that's how it goes there. You know, yeah. you just... So, uh, yeah. But otherwise, I mean, I got, I got, we got, our second children was born in D.C. and the time mm. there was fun. And the, the culture of actually what I love the most, now it's a long story, but sorry about it. But That's what I love fun. the most is that the culture of the American, the players, they never complain. You know, we had a meeting, we had a meeting like 10. You go there, you thought like, oh, I'm a bit early now. I'm like half nine. And there's everybody in the gym. <laughs> Doing, doing. There's no, there's no trainers. It's not like that. They have to be there. Yeah. They're there because they want to get better. They want to show. They want to show for the trainer, that listen, trainer. I'm not playing now because you think I'm not good enough. But mm. I will make you believe that I will work as hard as I can. To that you can show that okay, give this guy a chance. And I, this is my personal, uh, how I think. But I think in European. Players, we can actually learn a lot of that American yeah. culture of doing uh, things, especially in the sports. So, they're, so they're, uh, they have a good attitude. Their attitude is, is really good. It's really good, yeah. Mm. No complaining, going hard, a bit too hard. Sometimes you <laughs> get to know it. Uh, okay, now if somebody listens and say, okay, you know why they're doing it? Because it's same in every, basically in every job in the US, you know, you, you don't have that good protection. They can just, in, in football, yeah. so I saw it many times that, Friend, the just player came to me after the breakfast. Oh, listen, it was nice to it was nice to meet you. I was like, okay, but wait, what? Yeah, they trade me or they just release me. And the release is 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 the worst because when they release a player, a young player, especially from college, they have nothing. Yeah. So they just I talk with them. Okay, what do you do now? Uh, I don't know. I just I go home. 
I go home with my parents. I, I can't live anywhere, but you know, it's, it's cool. <laughs> this is football. Yeah. Oh dear. And it's, it's amazing. They just they just took it like you know nothing. This this happens in life. Just mm. you know, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody have, and that's not even their mistake. They just you know. Yeah. No, it's they nice. Rise up again. That's nice to hear. That's really great to hear that they have such a good work ethic and a and a, and a good attitude. So um, I want to talk to you about. Playing for Finland, Markus, if you if you don't mind, um, you've, you've you've played a fair few games and been involved in a few squads for national team. It must be, you know, when you first get that phone call or message that you are joining up with your national team. I I can't even imagine the feeling. It must be like something something unbelievable. But I just wanted to ask you, um, do you have a, do you have a best moment of your Finland career so far? I um I remember watching the. Um, the game that became known as the miracle of Hihoin when we played against Spain. And I think you came as a late substitute in that game. So that must have been pretty cool to be, to be on the pitch when that final whistle was blown. No, of course. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was amazing. Amazing. And I can still remember the goal. Our, I mean, our goal. It was amazing goal with, <laughs> from uh, how we build it up. Then played in, uh, I think, Moisander played to, was it to Ring? Yeah. And he played. Was it to Perpa or somebody who played on the on the side? And there are early cross in, and uh, yeah. Then we have our magic man, the goal, scored the goal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it, it was it was amazing. The, I don't know if I should say this, but I have to say the <laughs> one thing that actually a little bit annoys me from that game is that uh, we already already talk up with uh, Xavier Alonso that we're gonna we're gonna change the shirt after the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I went in. We were both uh, warming because he was on the bench. So I was warming up with him, and we just uh, okay. We do it after the game, and okay. Then the game ended one-one, and uh, we were really happy. Of course, we were happy. I mean, it's Spain. They, yeah. I think they they lost like they had played like what I don't know fifty games in a row in a home without losing a point or something mm-hmm. like this in the Euro, in the in the qualification. And then after the game, you go to change the shirt, and they're like, nobody, nobody can change the shirt now for Spain. <laughs> Oh, like, seriously and, and th- that moment you know that moment is still in my mind that we are like probably five I don't know how many guys we were there the Finnish guys we yeah. like honestly this might be a shock to, to many of the listeners but this happens a lot that you have maybe yeah, a lot of the guys they just wait outside the, another locker room to to change the shirts, yeah. And that moment, you feel like you know, ten year old. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, there's like, there's like Ramos. There's like, we yeah. just played against them. They're not that big, you know. They they're not they're nothing special. Okay, yeah. special, but they're not like superhuman. And especially and when just you you there, just got like, a result oh. against them as well. Yeah. And then the, I think some guy just came to say that sorry, no shirts. Ah. Uh, no, that that was special. But of course, for me also, the one of the most special was I still remember the first game. Yeah. Uh, we played in Cyprus against Greece. Uh, we lost it actually, but especially the moment when uh, Litmane was playing in the team, and and you had these guys, you know, that you always look up when you were young and getting yeah. getting uh, after, what fifteen, about fifteen, sixteen, when when I really started to see football as okay, this might be my career and this might be my future. Then then you you look up these guys and you get to play with them and. It's always it's always so special. So for me, the first game, like probably many many other other players have it. It's 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 a special one in the Finnish shirt. Mm. And you um you were also uh, in in the squads that did so well in the the first ever Nations League tournament. Um, do you think that 
you know, we've we just we're going to talk about the Euro qualification. But do you think that the the the, the team spirit that was and the the winning the winning mentality that was made in that Nations League campaign? Do you think that has helped Finland in in the the European qualification? I think absolutely. I I think it it it. How uh, would you say it? I mean, it it laid the ground, the foundation. It laid the foundation to the Euro success that we yeah. had to the qualification. I think the way we played in Nations League was exactly the same how we played played in the in the Euro. Even that opponent started to be better, but we realized in, in the Nations League that this is how we should play. This is our in in, in our DNA. Yeah. This is what we're good at. We don't need to do any magic tricks. We learn what the opponent will do. We train how we manage to keep the opponent away from our goal. And, and then we create the chance at what we create. Of course, to have the goal again in the offense, it helps. But generally, like when you see how the team, the team played, how the team defended, how the team, yep. everything just clicked. And I, I would say the, the Nations League helped to create that whole atmosphere for the upcoming success that that the team had in in the Euro. Mm. So you know we we waited a long time for that, and and finally <laughs> finally Finland qualified for the first ever major tournament finals in what was supposed to be Euro twenty twenty. But we have to mention this damn virus again. You um you know they uh, because of because of the the world situation, UEFA has decided to postpone those finals until um, 2021. I guess it's the only sensible decision. But um, are you able to tell us about how you felt about the, the feeling when we qualified that night against Liechtenstein in Helsinki and, and also how you feel about the finals being postponed? Yeah, well, first of all, of course, the feeling the feeling in, in Helsinki. I was there, actually. I, I flew to watch the game and I was lucky to, to get, a, get a ticket because mm. I was doing some, uh, some work for the, at the same time. So, so the feeling was it, was, it was pretty amazing feeling because from the morning when you wake up on that Friday, it was Friday, right? Yeah, it was. I'm correct, yeah? Yep. On that Friday, I woke up and, and it was just, I don't know, I, it was just so easy feeling that, okay, this is, this is going to happen easily. The guys will. This is easy, you know. The guys will fix it. And everybody, honestly, everybody that I talk with, they were just like, "Don't say that. <laughs> Don't say it. We, we will fight it off. Sure, sure. This we will fight it off. Mm. Something will happen. Come on, listen, guys. It's Luxembourg. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to happen. You know, this is this. this something is going to happen. You know, we take two red cards. I was like, listen, guys. <laughs> it's it's and 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 why I felt it, it's actually the the feeling when you watch the games through the whole whole qualification it's, yep. it's it's just like the harmonic that everything works so good together you have team in uh, you have spark in, in the midfield with Glenn you know yep. it's like the combination with those two it's like the combination with the whole pitch with with the center backs with everything it, it it's there you know it's just and and then of course when the first goal came you're just like hmm, okay maybe I can take a beer now maybe I can ah maybe not yet <laughs> Second call, yeah, yeah. Then it was a beer time, you know, and uh, yeah. it, it was amazing. But it's always the feeling, like as a player, I had. Of course, I didn't have the same feeling now when I when I wasn't there with them. But but it's just like when you when you actually understand. And I talk with a lot of the guys. You don't actually understand what you achieve at that moment. Mm. 
of course, like you see from the pictures from Paulus and all these guys, I mean, they, they, they were crying almost at this. So, of course, in that way, you a little bit maybe understand what you just did or what the guys just did it. But, but, but it, it's that moment will, uh, for sure, especially the players, but also us fans who, who watched the whole journey that whole year. It, it's a year that we will, yeah, I, I will never gonna forget that night. It was, it was amazing. The whole, the whole, uh, the whole trip, the whole journey that that brought us to that uh, that night. So it was, ah, yeah, it, it's something amazing. It's still, it's amazing to talk about it. You know, it's, mm. it's nice. You get the, uh, you yeah. get, you still get the butterflies when you when you talk about it. It was, it, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. such a such an amazing night, and I think. I think we had already some beers for breakfast. We were we were already nervous. We were, you know, you said that <laughs> some people. I, I didn't think that we would fight it, but I I wasn't prepared to say okay, it's going to happen. It, I was, you know, being a bit more cautious than that. And we we had a couple of beers through the day just to calm the nerves, and and then oh, it was so good. It was so good, and just uh, celebrating on the pitch with the guys after the game. It was the best. Yeah, you managed to run. Of yeah, of run. course yeah. we were there on the pitch. Yeah, I don't think there was anybody left in the stands after. Yeah, I was actually a bit unlucky in that way. I was, I was, uh, I promised to do an interview with uh, Ulay's Radio, so <laughs> okay. I didn't, I didn't see the end, the, the end, a minute. So I wasn't on the on the pitch on that way. But uh, no, no, it, it, it was it was a crazy night, and it, it continued a crazy night after. But that's <laughs> another story. Indeed. Uh, but about the Euro, no, I mean, and I think all when I'm watching the interviews from Luke and everybody's players, what they have said, it, mm. it's, you know, guys, and, and the fans have been great. I mean, it's the players, we all the players, all the Finnish players who ever were in the jersey before this happened. Yep. And all the fans, I think we can still wait for one year. Exactly. And, uh, and it's it's been amazing to, to see. I've been also around the national team now, God knows uh, how long. 12 years. Two years, yeah. Pretty much 12 years, yeah. Over 10 years at least. And, and to see the, 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 the appreciation that even in tough times in Iceland, for example, that's probably my worst memory. Yep. I was as, there as, also. As, as, uh, yeah. So we still, we still get the, the fans were behind us. And, and now to, I can say that I, I did something, but to feel, I feel all the guys basically on the team. And, and when I say this, I know that they, they feel that, they they give they they did this for the fans and for the Finnish Finnish uh, all SME go and all these guys and girls who've been following them and all the young players mm-hmm. who are following the the guys and and I think everybody can still wait for one more year yep. also the players so uh, just hope that everybody will get fit or will stay fit now yep uh, for for the next year that's of course the biggest uh, biggest biggest uh, what do you say hoping for yeah it. yeah. So you you must have been excited yourself being being based in in Denmark. You know the um, the first game was in was planned to be in Copenhagen against Denmark. That must have been pretty exciting for you. I'm sure you would have planned to be there, whether that would be part of the squad or as a supporter. You know it um it must have been uh, uh, exciting for that that thought. But do you think that the group we are in with Denmark, Russia, and Belgium? Do you think that? We have we have a, a chance to to progress from that group. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to be honest, <laughs> but uh, for sure. I mean, for sure. If we now now I have no idea what what's gonna happen next year. Do we play in the same order? Yeah. But but especially when when we see Denmark. I mean, now they're gonna have a new trainer. Mm. Uh, they're gonna have. Uh, but 
but they, they have amazing track record when you see how they have like what 30 games in a row without without a loss well that's that said now also Denmark is a team that they have a lot of good quality and this but but they when I watch the games of course I'll be following the Danish football here yeah I think I think that we had a good chance to play the first game especially the first game against Denmark to mm. surpri- surprise them in that first game I think we had we had a good chance and we yeah. Hopefully we'll have that next year. Now I don't know what's going to happen. I read something that maybe they don't play in the same cities or whatever. But I, I for sure there is because I mean you have you don't have that many games when you actually are in the Euros. Yep. So the first game, for example, let's say you surprise or at least just just zero zero game. Mm-hmm. Finland, we we can go now to the Euros without any pressure. The other teams have the pressure, so yeah. so we can be relaxed and this. So I think I think and I believe that we have a chance to surprise. Even though it's going to be, yeah, difficult. It's, there, there's all the opponents in Euros are good. All the teams are good there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a tough group, but you know I think the, there's games that are are winnable, and you know anything can happen on the on the pitch. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna hope that. We are uh, we we can progress, but if if not, it's just going to be so so great to be there when it eventually happens and and cheer the guys. So if Rive calls, you're available, are you, Marco? Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm doing stuff every day. Yeah, uh, if he calls, but uh, yeah, yeah, if he calls, I'm I'm always available. That's so, good. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll I'm see. only I'm only 36. You know, <laughs> yep. I have a plenty plenty of uh, playing games, plenty play, playing years mm-hmm. in front of me still. So. <laughs> and and what what um so the future for you, Marcus? What what happens when those those playing years do eventually come to an end? Do you do you hope to stay in football? Will you will you like to coach or or what what are your plans? Well, I don't have any any exact plans. I'm just studying a little bit uh, sport management. Mm-hmm. Uh, to somehow my dream is somehow to be involved in football. Is that or sports generally? It doesn't have to be football but in sport because of course that's that's in my blood I mean I'm in, in the sports industry for uh, yeah. yeah so many years so somehow in it uh, as a trainer as a coach I'm not that sure maybe but at least now I'm not actively seeking on that career mm. uh, but maybe someday you never know I like to talk as you can see I, li- I like to, yeah. uh, I like to that style a lot than this well actually a lot of the guys have been saying to, you know why, why I just don't quit already and start to train because that's how I'm, I'm into training just ask Kauko yeah. just say I'm, I'm always talking you know just shut up for a moment uh, <laughs> but I, I love to be the coach uh, but uh, we'll see what the future brings to me but uh, for now at least I'm still uh, okay for now I'm just enjoying my time with my family but yeah. generally now it, it's uh, enjoying the time with uh, playing football good when we hopefully we'll be back. Yeah. Okay, Marcus. Well, um, thank you so much for your time. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to speak to us and and share your thoughts with what's happening at the moment and um, and the wider world of of football and your experiences. Um, yeah, I just want to say again a big big thank you for that. No worries. Thanks. Now I'm going to build uh, again some Legos with my kids. So uh, <laughs> it was good to get some break, break from that also, you know. Okay, yeah. Um, listen, stay safe there in Denmark and all the best for Esberg when, when the season does continue. And um, I'll be watching you and Yoni and um, Purisori, of course, and hoping that you guys can uh, can remain in Superliga. Thank you. We do everything to, to, to achieve that.
Lovely. Okay, nice to talk to you, Marcus. Same. Goodbye. Stay Bye-bye. safe for everybody also. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye. Well, that was AF Esberg captain and hockey at defensive midfielder Marcus Halsty. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and visit our website, finishfootballshow.com. I've been your host, Keke Muluri. Thanks for joining us.